take it as if it's a one-time deal. You know what I mean? Every video you make, just even if you're in contract, just pretend like it's a one-time deal and you're trying to get it again. Like when I take on a project, the first thing I think of is like, I need to make this bomb so they can get, I can get a second deal. You know what I mean? You're listening to the Gangstar Creative Podcast, where we talk and share real strategies, real tactics, and real stories from me and my badass guests to help Gangstar creatives and artists like you thrive in both your business and life. And I'm your host, Ivana. I'm an artist, creative entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author. Are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? If so, let's get it! What's up, Gangstars? It's your girl, Davana, and this week's Gangstar Creative is none other than Camila Nicole, and she's a self-taught creative content creator in the social media and social media marketing space for over five years. She was born in the Philippines, raised in San Diego, California, and currently resides in New Jersey. She moved to New York City in her early 20s to pursue modeling, but fell in love with cinematography. She has worked for fitness and health brands and proceeds to expand her knowledge in the beauty industry, specializing in fashion, hair, skin, nails, jewelry, and health and wellness. Some gangster accomplishments include working with Jeffree Star, Bellamy Hair, and having the opportunity to travel on several influencer trips with notable beauty brands. Super excited for this week's guest because I've been following her on Instagram for a while and all her video cinematography work is super dope, super creative, um, and I love her hustle. So we talk about many things in this episode, like how she gets her brand deals, how she prices her services, um, and so many more great things. So let's go ahead and just hop right into the episode. All right, gang stars, I'm super excited for this week's guest. I got Camila on. She's super awesome, creative. I'm super excited to dive in um, and have her share her journey and tactics with you all. Camila, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. My very first podcast interview. Hi. Oh, snap. What's up? I'm so excited. I know. So excited. So excited. (laughs) I'm yeah. like, wow. I, I always try to get my friends to do these for me, but then I never know the questions. So I was like, I'm just going to wait for the real girl, to, real deal to do it. Oh, <laughs> well, I feel honored to have you on and I'm sure you're going to knock it out the park. And then I'm sure my gang stars listening right now are going to be super excited to hear what you have to say. So That's let's so just awesome. first have you tell us a little bit, um, to bring us on a journey of where you started and where you are today. Well, I actually, I'm from California, um, born in the Philippines, um, came to California when I was like about five. Uh, cool. I started, um, I was in San Diego in California and then oh, that's where I am. San, yeah, oh my God, mm-hmm. I love San Diego. My family is <laughs> still there. I'm supposed to, I was supposed to go there this week, but coronavirus, they shut down the flights. Like we can't even fly in. Oh, for, oh my gosh. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's because you, you Okay, I'm going to say something real quick. Californians, and I get this because I used to live there. Y'all don't care about nothing. Like nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like doing their own thing. And here in New York, we're just, everyone's so extremely cautious. I just feel like you guys do have a big open space. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm like talking to my parents and they're just like, no mask, no nothing, going to the beach, living their life. I was like, well, that's why y'all are on shutdown now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to like, but, let's just all bite the shutdown in the butt and then let's all be But yeah, so yeah. you're from, you're originally from yeah, here. So, uh, yeah, so I started modeling actually. I started modeling oh, cool. 
first and when Instagram first started, like no sponsored ads, none of that stuff even existed. We were just like using it as a, like a Facebook almost kind of just like social media, like normal. Mm-hmm. And then the company Shreds reached out to me. I made it to the popular page. I I was posted. I, I mean, I posted like a photo of me in a, a, a fitness outfit and I became, uh, it was in the popular page. So Shreds reached out to me to send me products. And I'm like, what? Like, you're going to send me free products and I get paid for it? Okay. That's cool. So I did that for modeling first. And then I was just, I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I'm like, hmm. I started like getting more behind the camera and mm-hmm. shooting myself. And then that's when I found my passion for photography and videography. And till this day on, I'm still in contract with them. And I'm now their content creator on top of many, many other brands. That's so awesome. So did you have like a original, like a creative background? Like, did you go to school at all? Or was it just like through modeling and being, you know, in front of the camera that you kind of got curious about being behind the camera? Through modeling. And I was just, yeah, I did not take any classes, none of that. I literally just YouTubed everything, learned by experience, um, they literally brought me on board just to start taking photos. Um, I was stuck inside the studio. We had a studio. It was just me and one other photographer, and we were stuck there. Um, just me and her would clock in, clock out nine to five for three years straight. We were just inside that studio, just trying to get creative as possible. So we got really, really creative and then just like learned from there. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. It's I think sad, it's but like, I mean, it, it was like, it was like college. I felt like it was just like college, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I think that goes to show too, like any of the listeners who feel like they can't be successful in their business, like some people use that like myth or excuse of like, well, I don't have a certification or a college degree, but it's oh, like no. none of that matters unless you have the experience for yourself. Like you can create your own experience. You got YouTube, like you said, you were learning from YouTube. There's online uh-huh. courses and classes you can even pay for to learn. That's way cheaper than going to college. So yeah, and it's cool that you took that on. Practice makes perfect. And until this day, I'm still learning. The longer you're stuck inside that studio, something great's gonna happen. Like you're just, you have, like there's no, you're forced to be creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what year was it like when you first started doing um, photography and videography work? Like how long has that journey been for you? It's been six years now. Wow. That's so awesome. Six years, yeah. If um, you're not following following Camila, you definitely got to check her work out. Her video work is super dope and creative. And what I do love about um, your content is it's really interesting and cool to see because obviously you've had that experience like you shared being in front of the camera, but you're also very experienced behind the camera as well. And you Mm kind of have like a twofold of the type of work you do. You have the work where you're like the content creator, your personality, you're very outgoing and crazy and funny. And, but you also have the other side, the content that you're creating, which is like the content for your clients and the brands that you're doing. So, so was that always something that you like planned on doing, or was it like you wanted to create content for clients and then like you just so happen to like get back in front of the camera or did you okay. always want to like do both at the same time okay funny question that's a great question amazing <laughs> by the way <laughs> I kind of went where the how I was like yeah I got the good question like that is the question that I wanted my friends to ask me and I couldn't even put that in words. and that's why you are where you are with your company you better work girl mm-hmm. 
Okay, <laughs> oh, so I okay, so I was stuck in that studio doing brand work, like literally not even my face, just products, right? Going from models, mm-hmm. like being in front of the camera to strictly like my fingernails, like doing the product stuff, like just like, you know, very brand friendly, um, very like advertisement. I was just so I was going crazy. I was like I'm losing my prime. I'm 30 years old now. I was doing, I started when I was like 20, like 24, right? And I was Mm. like, oh my God, I'm losing my prime years. So Mm -hmm. I decided to be like, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, people just, I was like, no, I couldn't, I feel like I can take it to the next level. So I started my personal brand and I got into beauty. I was like, I learned, I know how to, I know how to work every single camera in the book. I know how to edit like a pro in Disney. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me just watch one of these beauty videos. I was like, oh, wow. I saw Desi Perkins um, beauty makeup tutorial. And I was like, that is so beautiful. I bet I can edit that and shoot it 10 times better. And I did it for, for fun inside the studio where I was doing product stuff. I decided to make a little studio, put my face in it, do my makeup. And that mm-hmm. went viral and I used a Morphe palette and that went viral and Morphe reached out to me and I was on the PR list from there. And since they reposted me, because uh, more beauty brands came and that's the birth of my beauty brand or like just the, uh, my beauty social media. Oh, wow. So it always was kind of like by accident or like, you know, it just was like by oh, accident. guys. Yeah. <laughs> You just wanted like, to be I'm creative. bored. Yeah, I was like, literally, I was like, at the tipping point of like, I was like, if I shoot another protein shake, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> like, I was like, I might just jump off the, this like window. And I was oh like, my no. gosh. And oh, that's man. when, yeah. And I also felt self-worth again, you know what I mean? Because you kind of like lose yourself in like that. Um you lose yourself in like brand work stuff, very commercial. It's so mm-hmm. strict with like, they don't want this. They don't want that. There's no, there's like, there's creative, but then they do the checklist. They run down before they finalize it. They're like, actually, we wanted to keep it just plain white background. And it's very, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh God, let me just be creative, girl. Mm-hmm. So do you find um, yourself favoring um, more of like your personal brand content over like client-based product or do you like having the balance of both? I love having the balance of both because mm. with my personal brand, I can, there's absolutely unlimited beauty can go unlimited. Like now they even want me to do TikToks and that's like just beyond. I can't even stop and like write down where to start where brand work, at least I know, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got, I know what the steps are and receiving new products is like always the most exciting thing. That's cool. Both. Okay. Okay. Do you see yourself ever like just transitioning out of doing the client work? Like what's the, the vision and the goal for you? Do you see yourself building like your personal brand and kind of focusing on that and then like having like a video photo agency on the back end or just kind of transitioning out of doing video work for people and only focusing video work on for yourself? Like what does that big vision for you look like? Actually, I actually just got a new studio. So we got um, in our building there, um, there's six different, um, by my, like we have a sky rise here in, in mm-hmm. Jersey City. And they just opened up a different building and it has all like, I, I checked it out. I was like, oh, maybe we should move into the new building. 
And so I checked it out and I saw this little studio, all white with all windows. And I was like, wait, why don't I rent this as my studio space? Since I did bring two videographer and editor on board, which are my good friends. I brought them on board with a brand. So they now work for me. So I'm building this um, production brand to work with uh, for other brands when I do like their advertisement, like their commercial stuff, the ads. Um, so I'll, I'm building that production team just for that. Um, while I can hopefully trust them soon, I can just focus on my personal brand and eventually come out with a hair company, a hair brand, because I am obsessed with hair and wigs and <laughs> all that stuff. Wow. Okay. So that's what the ultimate big vision is, ultimate is goal your is, own yeah. product. Or and products. I'll always be creating, you know, when I come out with new stuff for my hair brand, of course, I'm going to be full director and editor for everything I make. So that's going to be where the passion and creativity will go. That's awesome. Well, congrats on like the new studio and all the things Thank that's you. been happening for you. That's awesome. You have to check it out. You have to check it out. Yeah, I mean, I think I, girl, I'll be there. I mean, uh, my husband and I were actually, we're originally from the East Coast. We're actually from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I remember we used to always go up to New York like every every other year or so. I used to go up there, take the China bus up there with friends back in the day. And Oh my gosh, we're having the best summer right now. Like, oh, we have never, (laughs) this summer is great. Too bad you can't go outside and like eat and do anything. But I know, right? the The weather is so amazing right now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, I'll definitely take you up on that. Whenever I find myself over there, I'll be hitting you up for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you've obviously been doing this for six years and a lot has happened and you've evolved a lot in your work. What did you feel like was like the turning point for you or like where you felt like most successful in your career where you were just like, I can quit modeling or if you had a day job at the time, um, if you did, what was that? And like, did you feel like you could like quit that and like, do this full time and you felt like this was like my successful like moment and turning point when when shreds asked me when I was on when they sent me that my first contract I was like what is this mm. you know I was like oh wow mm-hmm. they can't fire me for a whole year I love <laughs> and that's it I was like oh my gosh what are these things this thing called contract I want them from every single brand Mm. yeah it was my first time like seeing a contract at that age like at such a young age and um when social media was just barely doing any of that contract and um influencer stuff so I was wow. like okay I was like I felt Wait, how old were you, you, know you said yeah how old I was like were 24 you? I was like 24 oh gotcha yeah. Wow. So that was, was like, like oh, this okay. Is a, this is secured. I was like, this is secured. And I was like, I didn't have to do an interview, no nothing. Okay. <laughs> That's when I knew. I was like, dang, my art is that special. Okay. I Now I believe in myself because I thought like taking photos and all that stuff was just like whatever. Or like, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was possible to have a job of just editing your photos. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so good at this. Like, girl, I could make me look a whole like a different person. But I'm just saying, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So was it like a smooth transition into becoming like, you know, a brand influencer, so to speak, or working behind the scenes, um, working on video editing? Like, did you have any sort of um, struggle like with that transition or did things just start coming to you to where you were like, okay, I have the security of like these 
you know, multiple contracts coming in or was like shreds just like enough security to be like, okay, like I have shreds. Um, my goal is to like hustle and put my, you know, hustle my butt off, put all the work in to get more contracts and get more video clients. At the, yeah, at the time I was just, um, so I was actually so the owner of shreds, which is now my boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, cool. Um, he also owns Skinny Bunny Tea, Flavor God, and now we also have a Sugar and Kush CBD line. So I am mm. the creative content director. I became content director for all four brands. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's when that's I so was cool. Like, okay. I was like, okay, I'm secured. <laughs> the only thing I had to the only thing I had to worry about was not make my not fight with my boyfriend because then Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I did not know that. A, that's a tough one. The balance between work and relationship. Ooh. Yeah, girl. I mean, I run a, a, a business with my husband and I got to a point where like I had to leave the business and come back. So I totally get what you're saying. Um, but that's yeah. cool to get that that insight because um, I know back in the day, me and my husband followed shreds when it was like blowing up and we always yeah. liked um, your boyfriend's like videos when he was doing like his CEO videos. We thought they were really inspiring. So it's cool that you guys yeah. were able to kind of like powerhouse together and like, you know, help I, I, like a part of the dream, you know? Yeah. I actually shoot and edit his um, personal brand as well. So he can't mm. lose me. He cannot lose me. Let me tell you. <laughs> right. What, what would these men do without us? I swear. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's really cool insight. Um, and it's really awesome that you were able to have like, you know, those different brands to kind of provide work for you. And then you got to ultimately be creative, but also have control over the creative, you know what I'm saying, and see the success yeah. of, of those brands with the work that you're doing. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. And now I'm like, because, you know, our his ultimate goal is to sell the brands. And I have put my heart and soul and wigs <laughs> into these into these brands. And I'm like, these are my babies. We are not selling them that soon. Like, you better not. Like, we might have to rethink that. <laughs> you're like hey we might need to rethink this no, I know. On the check. let's see the check first <laughs> let's see how big the check is let her go that's so funny I mean that's but, usually like the the that could be like the ultimate goal and you know when starting a company it's either you want to be you know stick to that one thing or you you build to sell and you create more things you know absolutely yeah that's true then I was like okay now we can now we can work on my hair company babe <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So tell our listeners like a little bit about like how you go about getting brand deals or how a listener that wants to, you know, be a brand influencer and, you know, do that type of work. Like what goes into getting brand deals? Is there any some sort of strategic strategy as far as like mm -hmm. outreaching to the companies? Like how does that whole industry work? You have to suck ass or kiss ass. Let me tell you. Oh, man. Okay, let, let me see. Not what I was expecting right. to hear. Right, 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 right. Hold on, hold on. This is how I would get into, like, like to, let's say, um, how to marinate in, their, in the brand's head, let's say. Okay, so how I got into the Morphe, like, PR list and started getting brand deals with them, I first went to, I, I first choose the brand I want to see, I could see my, like, I want to work with, who I stand by, so, like, Morphe, Bellamy Hair. I would buy their stuff anyway. I buy their stuff anyway since I love them. So mm -hmm. I would buy it. I would buy it, film it, and produce this quality content and send it to them via DM. And I'm like, hey, 
I just, I really love your products. Here's a video that I made in like super high quality. Like they could use it for sponsored ads and they could run it on Facebook. So I created this mm-hmm. like beautifully made videos that they could pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for. But here I'm my little influencer self, like just giving it to them for free. And they're like, oh my mm. God, we're going to use And then I see it on the sponsored ad. They're running it as sponsored ads. And then they're like, hey, can you do a few more for us? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> so you so do create, so you create it. something, you send it to them I, for free. Yes, I do what Gary V says: jab, jab, right hook. Right hook. So you yeah. give, you give, 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 and then until you're, until, and then you say, hey, how much? Like, like I'm putting a lot of effort into this. If you guys are looking for, you know, I'll, I'll, we could work out a deal. Mm. But yeah, that's what I normally gotcha. do. So what would you say is like the success rate of that? Because I'm sure a lot of creatives listening are like, oh, well, if I put all this work into like, you know, these videos and I send it and like no one's getting back to me, like, is there even a, a, a second step further into like turning it into an actual deal that's, you know, making them money? Or do you just like, you like to just create and then send it out and then sometimes they say yes and listen, get back to you listen, or something? Listen, if they say no, that means you need to practice your craft, girl. <laughs> You know what I mean? You just have to, what can you do to make it better? What they're, what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, I specifically look at their page and create not what I want. I almost create for what they want. Like it's um, whatever their aesthetic is. So I try to like literally like turn myself into a chameleon and like create something that something that they would want. And that would look uh, appealing to on their page on their aesthetic mm-hmm. so they can't say gotcha. no and, gotcha and if they do so, say no then move on to the next brand like they're lost mm-hmm. gotcha do you do like a follow-up so like you send out your free video you're like hey i'm camila like this is the video that i created for you do you like say hey if you really like this you know video that i made like let's hop on a call like what is do you have a follow-up to that or do you just yes. like, send it what does that look like it, uh yeah I normally uh I would gauge how they like they treat me because you know like with social media now you have to really build a relationship with the PR girls or anyone working in the company or even mm-hmm. I would go in the more I would go in the Morphe store and like I'll, like treat all the employees like like they're my best friends you know what I mean and with mm-hmm. post stories like literally kiss ass like oh my god I'm in my favorite and my stories my favorite store in the whole world and it's like, they're going to be like, dang, this girl's ride or die. And then, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So going into the stores, does that show the the company? Like, that's just you showing the company that like you're, fav- you know, you favor uh, the brand and you use the brand. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. When brands say that, okay, it, like free publicity, no matter how many followers you have, like free publicity for these brands, like. That's all they feel like. They're watching you. They're like, dang, these girls, this girl's like ride or die. Like, we'll keep mm. her on the radar. You, you could be, you don't, you might not get a brand deal right away, but you will be on their radar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just having them following you, like when they followed me first and I was like, oh my God, okay. They're following me. Now I'm on their radar. Like Jeffree mm-hmm. Star followed me um, like a couple months back, but never really said anything until like, recently you know what I mean so it's like Mm -hmm. they're really watching you and you have to pay attention to who's watching you and Mm. 
you know, like you could slide yeah. in the DMs easier that way and, you know. Gotcha. So it's just kind of like being more strategic and like planning out who you're trying to work for, what kind of deals you want. And then obviously, you know, putting yourself in front of them in all the different ways through social media, reaching out to them, creating some sort of creative work for them and just kind of rinse and repeat. And yeah. And also like when you create these beautiful, like you put your hard work, like your life for this video that you wanted to present for the brand, right? And say they didn't really care for it, right? Or say mm-hmm. they did, you, they're just like, oh, great, thank you. But just know you put, like, that is a beautiful video still that you created for your page, your aesthetic, that you will post. And not only that, other brands will see it and they will think that you did that for Morphe. Even just, mm. just lie a little bit on the caption. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Morphe, for, letting, for believing in my vision for this beautiful big campaign. And little do they know, they're like, I bought the own, my own product to film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like other brands will see it too. And the more like, honestly, let me tell you, the biggest brand deals I've had were the smallest brands on Instagram. Mm. like that's interesting that's very when you say smallest brand on instagram what is what what are the factors that make it a small brand like let me tell you like say like the million million followers like those Mm -hmm. brands are the big the big boys right like the support but then i would like the biggest brand deals i would get and they have a bigger budget since this since social media is so lucrative and it's just like this over like saturated nowadays like super saturated now um but there's so many more small brands out there that's willing to that will believe in you and will do anything to get them noticed so i mean i've had big huge brand deals from um brands with less than ten thousand followers and i'm oh, like wow. what wow i know i was so yeah. shocked no, that's awesome insight. And I think that's really key too for people that are listening. Cause you know, we, as creators, we have these big dreams and ambitions and we, right. of course we want to work with the big brands that are a million plus or, you know, whatever, but it's also the, the smaller brands that are trying to make it to the, the million and they Absolutely. need to do that with help with people like micro influencers and influencers mm-hmm. like you and micro, micro influencers. Like I would still consider myself a micro influencer, you know, like mm-hmm. help each other out in this community. Let the big boys do their thing and we can have our own community too. And yeah. Yeah. So take us a little bit like behind the scenes of working with you with, so somebody um, approaches you and wants to have you shoot like some content for their product. What does that process look like? So they reach out to you, say, Hey, Camila, like, I love your work. I saw it on Instagram. Uh, We have this new product. Um, What does it look like to have you shoot some content for us? Uh, they would normally, well, first they like look at my page or they seen my work through a different brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they normally will just say, hey, we want a similar video you did for Bellamy, for example. Mm-hmm. We want it just like this. They normally send me a reference, but it's normally always the video that I've done before. Unless gotcha. it was like, you know what I mean? And then they, mm-hmm. they like, there's not very... They're very, um, so brands on social media, are just, they're very, like, easy. Not so, you know, it depends, like, say, like, a Sephora one, that was, like, a tough one because they have 
the guidelines like they need the pantone color like white mm-hmm. like the specific ones and I'm like oh god I hate those ones but, <laughs> yeah so pretty easy they like really um I just say what what's your vision board or if you guys mm-hmm. can send me a vision board or like you mm-hmm. know I normally I prefer uh I was like I, I prefer messaging back to back or texting back to back whoever like at least someone from the team so I can get like hey do you guys like this what do you think about this I like having open communication because like the last thing I want is to create a video send it to them and they don't like it at all you know what I mean yeah. I just wasted I just wasted time I don't like to waste yeah. time hey gangstar sorry to interrupt but if you're enjoying this episode so far stop what you're doing right now and share this podcast with your friends on social media or text it to a friend in your contacts If you're a true gangstar and want to uplift and empower other creatives like I know you do, you're going to want to take a few seconds to do this now. Go ahead and pick your phone back up or click that browser tab that you're playing this episode in, hit that pause button, and share it now. Hello, what are you waiting for? (laughs) All right, thank you for doing that. Now let's get back to the show. What are those things that you find out in the beginning? So I know you said that if they have a vision board, but do you have a specific process that goes into your kind of creative flow when you start a project? Like, do you come up with boards too? And then do you like storyboard at all? Or like, do you, or is it different for every client? Uh, yeah, honestly, it's going to sound so unprofessional. When I get a package, I literally just stare at it. And like, just something pops. I don't know what it is. But mm-hmm. something in my head will click. It's like, I just, oh, maybe like just my imagination just runs well. And I will just like write it in a piece of, like I have a notebook and I'll just like write all the ideas I'm having at that moment when I open and receive the, the package. And I'm like, oh my God, this would be cool doing this and that. And then I write it all down. And then that's when I talk to whoever uh, the brand is and we'll pitch them my idea because just that begin that opening of the package that's something about me in my head that's when all the Mm. creative stuff happens and then I'll write it down and then check off and cross out what works and what doesn't work for the brand when I Mm. when I explain to them what I had in mind gotcha okay how long does that um process typically take before you actually begin shooting a day (laughs) Oh, really? So they come with like a conclusion, like they're like, yeah, we like this direction or whatever. They like the creative brief of it. And the sooner the better. I'm very, I'm very quick. I think that's what, that was like one of my, cause like when my idea is fresh, I need to, I can't have multiple products come in and out or multiple brand deals. I like to focus on one at a time at the moment, mm-hmm. because then I'll, I'll lose the vision and the story for that specific product if I open another package, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so I like to get it all out and I get it, I get it done pretty quick. So I just That's don't want to cool. lose that storyboard. Gotcha. And so, okay, so then they approve your idea and the creative brief for it. And then you start filming and doing all your creative magic. How long does that typically take for you? I like to give myself like let's say a week a whole like five days Monday to Friday Mm. to shoot to shoot and edit to the final thing I work extremely fast that's awesome I think yeah I think that's that's good that you kind of set that parameter you said what I think that's why brand love like love working with me is because I Mm -hmm. do have that like that's part of my brand is like I will get it to you in no longer than a week 
you know what I mean? If, especially for like, yeah. if they have like, yeah, work, like find your groove, find your, like find your, like your talent in specific mm-hmm. things. And like, you can just pop, like use those during like last yeah. minute stuff if they want, like cause a lot of brands reach out to me during last minute promos and like, Hey, we actually need this video. Can you do it in like three days? I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> wow that's amazing girl I mean especially and I think what's really key for our listeners here is like not only do you have a fast turnaround but your videos are you know high quality and so it goes to show like you know you have to you know master and perfect your your craft and practice but also like practice on like the speed to match quality too because a lot of companies do uh, look for um, fast turnarounds of course like you know, you shouldn't let like a company like take advantage of you and like, you know, you, yeah, you are yeah. the expert in your, your craft. So if you say like, yeah. well, this needs to take longer than a week, of course, like whatever you're, everybody's different, but also keep in mind too, that if you can deliver quality and like a fast turnaround, like they're going to love you. Mm-hmm. And that's like something that yes. was key for me and my husband's branding company is like, we create like a whole brand within 45 business days. And that was, is always a shocker to wow. people because- it can take, you know, 45 business days for photos or a website, like every little thing Absolutely. that creates a brand, but we can do it all in 45 days. So, but we That's also amazing. deliver quality. Thank wow. you. Yeah. That is the best thing I've ever heard. That is that's so, <laughs> that's so different, you know? Yeah. And so it's important for like our listeners to think about that. Like how can they improve their quality? Also the, the speed of the, the craft that they're doing at that quality while also, you know, just keeping the artistry in it as well. Um, because if you do want to work with like big companies and not just focus on like just you as a personal brand, like if it's just your, your art and creative vision, like you can do whatever you want with that. But if your plan is to, and goal is to want to work with like big companies, that's like definitely one of the top things they look for is like your communication and then also your quality of craft and talent, as well as like the speed, (laughs) like how, how soon can we get this from you? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing that you, when did you start that company? Um, we've been doing this for about five years now. That's amazing. Congratulations. That would be the best thing ever, especially nowadays. Imagine you. uh, your clients like just hitting you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, it's been a blessing, girl. Um, so, I mean, yeah. And congrats to you too for doing your thing and growing your passion and crafts. It's been really cool, like hearing how you've been like growing and and doing that. Um, So that kind of like leads to my next question of like your process and stuff. A lot of creative struggle with pricing. Like how do I price for my photography or my videography work? So what is your method to pricing and what advice would you give to the listener right now that sees your work and wants to do your kind of work and they're not really sure like how to price their services? still low-key struggle with that now that I have a manager Hannah thank god who set me up with this podcast hey girl (laughs) but thank god I have a manager because and but till this day I mean like my manager will do her part you know um but I would have a conversation with her too and be like how do you do this and how do you do that you know what I mean but Mm. aside from having a manager if you're on your own and you don't have one which I still will try to get deals on my own I, I will gauge, uh, I will throw out a number out there or, or like ask my friends who are doing it as well within my same number, uh, my following, I'll ask them like, Hey, how much 
gauge you know we'll just off each other mm-hmm. and I will gauge it at that point so um I will present it to the brand and then if they say oh it's a little over or sometimes they'll say okay that's great if they say that's great I'm like oh dang I still went too I went too low <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean um mm-hmm. and then if it's like oh it's actually out of our budget and then I'll ask oh so what is your budget what is mm-hmm. you know so that's how I normally gauge it so um but if it like say if Morphe said okay yes to 400 and then let's say another brand like Duffy for Cosmetic asked me for another thing I'll be like okay since Morphe was so quick to say yes let me try 500 this time for Jeffrey and he's so quick to say that too and the next brand I'll just keep going up and up you know what I mean Mm-hmm. but just keep gotcha. track just keep track put in your little notebook or something because if they offer another one I've done it before I'm like okay great I'll do another video that'll be $600 they're so like oh but you did 400 last time I was like oh my bad yes 400 is right <laughs> gotcha gotcha okay yeah okay and I think that that goes to show for a lot of creatives you know you it's all a learning process but then you figure out yeah. what works for you you learn from other creatives like how they're doing and you understand how to be more professional, but I think it's important to share this stuff with other creatives because it's the only way that we can set a standard for the creative community and not have, you know, that status quo of the starving artists. And by keeping like all our secrets, it's always important to share that information. But also girl, don't, money is money. If, if they said their budget's only $200 and rent's almost due, you better take that deal. (laughs) Amen. You better take that deal, girl. Yes. So I'm curious. Um, and this is what I like to uh, ask a lot of my guests is like, you can share your like number or just kind of share what you know from the industry, but like, what's the most amount of money that you can make as like a videographer, like creating the type of work that you do for these brands? Um, like what is, what should people expect to, um, get paid from these brands doing video work and content work? You can like throw out a range or you can share like what's been like the highest paying, you know, project. You don't have to say with who, but like what's the highest paying project you've been able to secure. Um, because I think when you share those numbers, like it could totally mind blow a listener's mind where it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm definitely charging way too low or like, oh man, like I didn't even know you could even make that much like doing this stuff you know right. so what what can you share like, from that the, like when I get if I get like a one-time deal thing I don't consider that as like oh well I got paid x amount from this brand before I love contracts like I would so like, like retainers to, yeah I want to like go this like you're not just gonna take me once and then buy you know what I mean mm-hmm. I like I prefer more of like building that relationship and like let's keep this on ongoing things. So, mm. and by that, with that contract, you can definitely have your own apartment, pay your bills and have food, like live comfortably. Like you could with this living, like with this um, occupation, you can definitely do that. I mean, like I, I have my own personal studio now. I, I'm able to rent my own studio, which is an apartment but I turned it into a studio and Mm -hmm. I was able, because of what I do, I'm able to have this creative space and live comfortably and, you know, still be able to feed all like to both my dogs, like just live a normal life and like a happy life. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So do you do like, um, is it like, do you typically try to pitch six month retainers with these clients or do they like try to test you out for like three months and then you try to pitch like a year 
Um, yeah, try to, like, well, at least let's go for like three months, six months to a year. You know, those mm. are like the, you know. Yeah. Once you build that relationship, they're like, okay, wow, she's going to offer. Like, she's not just giving us a one-time deal. Like, you can post some, mm-hmm. you can post on your Instagram once and like, it'll get lost in your, your, your bikini selfie. You know what I mean? Like, I want to <laughs> get their trust too and be like, look, I ride for you. Just ride for me. Like, you'll see, I always pitch like, oh, um, why don't we do like a three month deal where, um, or within the first, within this month, I could do a three videos so you can have like three box of my timeline. So they have the whole line on my Instagram, like that whole mm-hmm. row. So mm-hmm. I like, I, I, yeah, I want to, and I want my, um, my followers to trust me. Like, oh, she's not just doing this one time thing and this product sucks. Like she's mm-hmm. dedicating like three videos consecutively in one week for this one brand. So it's like, they really get that. Uh, those numbers back too they can really gauge how much you're you're bringing to the table for them and you're gaining their trust and they're going to want to work with you even more I feel yeah no I love that yeah could you would you um share just like a number of what a typical like six month contract could look like for doing like video content work with a brand just from like a hair company, one of the brands, a hair company, and I'm just doing TikToks for them, right? And mm-hmm. I do it every, That's cool. every time they come out with a product, I get the PR and the deal is every time they have a, you know, PR packages, they come out with anything brand new and beauty brands, hair brands, they come out with, they come out with shit a lot, like at least about two to three items a, a month. So um, I have a deal with them. I will make a TikTok video or any type of video, every PR package I make. So as long as they're putting out products, I'm still getting paid within that contract. You know, it's like five grand a month just for that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Well, I love that's, that. Yeah. And that's just, and that's having fun. Like TikTok mm-hmm. videos, are you kidding? I and do you that love wigs and hair. So. Oh my God. <laughs> and I get a $3,000 wig every month. Hello. I'll there you go. Free, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. No, that's awesome. And congrats on, you know, building, getting that relationship and building that relationship. And thank you for being transparent and sharing that. Um, I know sometimes it's kind of like weird talking about numbers and sharing that, but I always like try to push for that on the podcast because I know when I was like, and both me and my husband, we would listen to podcasts and we were trying to learn, you know, pricing and like what, what is the potential? It's like, oh snap, like when you surround yourself with people that are making money, like it changes your perspective around money. So like when you're, especially in the creative industry, you usually are surrounded by other creatives. And unfortunately, a lot of creatives aren't doing that well and they're, they're struggling financially, right? And so right. When, I think it's really important to hear numbers like, yeah, you can get $5,000 deal just for shooting, you know, TikTok right. with, with wigs all, and stuff. It's like yeah, mind-blowing. <laughs> but once you get that contract, here's the thing. Once you get that contract, don't you dare slip. Like you better, mm-hmm. don't let that, oh, now that I have this, I'm good. I can chill. I can do half off work. Oh no, they will find out. They will know. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Know. You have but to be professional all the way through. Take it as if it's a one-time deal. You know what I mean? Every mm-hmm. video you make, just even if you're in contract, just pretend like it's a one-time deal and you're trying to get it again. Like when I take on a project, the first thing I think of is like, I need to make this bomb so they can get, I can get a second deal. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I love that. that. Don't get comfortable. I heard it hurt here first. Gang stars, you, you can't get, get comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> and you got to uh-uh. hustle. That's what I love, you know, watching um, the content that you create. You can tell that you're hustling because you create all these crazy outlandish, like, videos that take a lot of work, you know, post-production wise. Yeah. And you still, you bust them out really quickly. Um, so I think that's, that's I, I really pop, cool. I pop five vessels just editing. I'm like, I need to get this out <laughs> and the best, the best is possible. And it's all worth it. It's definitely <laughs> worth it. Absolutely. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you were saying earlier, because um, this was a question I wanted to bring up, like, what does your team look like? Do you have employees? So I know you just said you brought on two, like, editors. You have your manager, Hannah, who connected us and got this um, scheduled. So what does your team look like, and do you outsource at all? Okay, so building my team, actually. So I have two of my – I have my friend, John. And my friend Sophia, who are who were also my neighbor, and we I met them through just like I was taking my photos outside, and they noticed I was taking photos, and they have the same they have a they have a passion for videography and photography, right? So mm-hmm. I tested them out one day, and I was like, dang, okay, I don't have to take my own photos anymore. You could do it. So and um, they clearly saw my work, and they see my Instagram and they're like, wow, they, they really looked up to me. So I took advantage of these two uh, willing, like just brand new content creators. And I'm literally, I'm trying to mold them to where I am now. Mm. So um, yeah, I, I don't care about resumes. I don't care about anything as long as you have a good attitude, you're not negative. And if, uh, if you're willing to learn that's it honestly if you have the drive and if you have the eye having the eye is just so important some people some some professional videographers and photographers I know who are my friends are nearly not as good as my friends who do it for fun so is their role um just helping you with content videos for like your personal brand stuff that you have partnered with like other big bigger brands is that like where they help you uh, they help me most with um, uh, my contract, my contract branding, uh, contracts with like shreds mm. and all like the really intricate product stuff. Because like when um, I'll, I would teach them, and they'll see me firsthand. Like to be able to see me work firsthand in person. Like well, a lot of my followers are asking me, when are you gonna do like a like an online course or like a, a master yeah. class? But I'm like, I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. But first, let me try it with people for like post mm-hmm. like people who I want to teach first see if they will they will if I'm teaching good enough in order for me to make that even happen and mm-hmm. clearly they're learning so fast to where I'm like if you guys leave me I swear to god you know I always tell them, <laughs> like, if you leave me for another influencer I will <laughs> I will, I will cut, cut you. your camera cord <laughs> I will hide your camera batteries that's so funny. That's good. And I think um, just to put my two cents in there, I think you should absolutely do an online course or masterclass. That's something that I encourage all people, not just creatives, but anybody um, with a business. If you're an expert in something, like it's a sure, easy way to make an income, another stream of income, especially during 
times like the pandemic or things like this to happen in the future, like a lot of people, you know, they had to pivot in their business and rethink some things. But if you have like an online course, like education and an online business, like that's something that's a lot more safer that can be a really good stream of income. And at the same time, you're impacting a lot of other people's lives. So I think you should totally do it, girl. Yeah, I, I, hopefully once these two learn exactly how I how I work, then I'll, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I'm like, because at first I was like, I don't know if I could teach this, but clearly I've taught two people. So mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely in the, in, the, in, the, in the future, for sure. There you go. And then you also have a manager. So I'm interested to know when, what point of your career did you feel like you needed a manager? How did you find her? Um, and what exactly does the role of a manager do for you? Right. So I've always, like all my, I'm friends, I'm really close with a, a lot of influencers who are in the top, right? With, where they have all managers, they have brands, they have established mm-hmm. brands and everything. And I'm like, like, I guess I would go with them on meetings and they having a manager, uh, uh, having a manager is just, they, they do all the bullshit work for you. The things that you don't have to worry about, like the pricing and deals and contracts they do all thank god for them because of that stuff because i hate doing that stuff let me be the creator let me just (laughs) you know you guys can work that out um but i met her through she was actually running um was actually managing the pr for uh, our cbd line and um Mm. so yeah and i was like hey do you manage like influencers she's like yeah and i was like let's go <laughs> okay, so, so that's how you found her. And I loved her work but, ethic. I was like, she's so professional. I was like, oh my gosh, like, can you do that for me? <laughs> so, but, what does yeah. that look like for somebody like who? So, obviously, you um, were able to find a manager that manages influencers. And so, how does that work? Do they, they typically take like a percentage, right? And when yeah, they're doing they, all of that work, a, or do you pay them a salary or what? Yeah, no, they do take a percentage and whatever deals they get and pitch and get for you, they'll get a commission off that. But they won't get a commission off deals that if brands came came to you, say, if you want to take this on, um, depending on if, you know, uh, let's say I've worked with us. I've worked with this brand before. I wouldn't forward that to my manager so she can handle it. Um, I normally mm-hmm. will forward her brand new stuff, like new brands mm. that reach out to me, so I'll forward it to her. But on my Instagram, my email will be linked to her email so she'll receive any emails or brand deals coming in. But if um, I've had, I have brands DMing me, so that's personally me, if I want to take that on as well. And um, she won't have a, a, a cut from personal deals that I made myself so she'll only get gotcha. cut from deals that she's bringing on the table okay gotcha and that's really is, good insight and she's also like having managers really well uh, amazing when it comes to what brands you love and they'll reach out and ask for the products you know what I mean so you don't have to go mm-hmm. oh my god I love your products can I have some um they'll do mm-hmm. all that in a more professional level to where the brands are more likely to just okay they're coming from an agency or anything so they, mm-hmm. they're definitely bigger more professional deals and um, brands will uh, reach out from a manager at first just so the trust is there you know what I mean yeah. like, it's really, like no no bullshitting none of that because god knows these influence us influencers we've done it before and I've done it before where I say oh my gosh I love your product 
can I have, can you send it to me? Can I be in the PR list? I'll make a video. And I totally didn't. So my manager will make sure I do it. So it'll keep me on track. She keeps me on track. Gotcha. She's like a manager, almost like executive assistant in a sense, helping you with all the fine details. And And mother. mother. (laughs) So she's yelling at you too. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And I love it. I wouldn't, I couldn't ask for a better manager. That's awesome. Um, What would you say is like one of the biggest mistakes that you made in your business and how did you grow from it? Okay, my personality could be a little not so brand friendly. I have like no filter. I will say like I just have a personality. And I I mix that in with some of the brand deals. And uh, clearly some brands like to keep it very brand brand friendly, they call it. They want like no cussing, no cleavage, none of that stuff. So if you're gonna I think that was like one of the biggest mistakes was like mixing too much of my personality into the brand work. Mm. What's the bother? So, but then I learned from this and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and make a personal page and keep that brand page <laughs> just with a brand page. Ah, uh, so basically you separated your personal brand. When you say brand, separate brand page, you separate your personal brand, like Instagram page. And then now you, you have, you also have like a business Instagram page or what do you mean by that? Yeah, how did, I how did it you separate? Very separate? Okay. I mean, if I was a, if I was cookie cutter, like normal cookie cutter, like very goody tissue, then yeah, I wouldn't have to do that, but I'm totally not that. So I have an alter ego let's say like I'm Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana <laughs> that's funny but I mean it, it makes sense because you know you want to have your personal brand be you and it seems like that's starting to to work for you and get you connected with more brands because they get to see you and how you're incorporating it um, but then also it's good to have that kind of um, separate entity so to speak website mm-hmm. Instagram account, whatever that shows the more like professional side, um, right. so that the brand can clearly see how their brand fits into your talent. So I think it's right. really good to keep that in mind. Yeah, and like last thing I want is like you know like just in case anything happens, God forbid, what if I one brand could go down, at least I have another one. Like I still mm-hmm. have like you know just a safe zone. So we're going towards the end of our interview. So I just have a couple more questions for you. One question. Great questions, by the way. Good Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Can I have a copy um, of this? <laughs> I think I sent some to your email or Hannah has I them. So you'll it. have them. <laughs> well, how, how do you think we as a creative community can annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? Can you explain that a little bit better? Yeah. Or like a little bit more. Yeah. So my whole mission is to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist. There's a stigma that artists are starving and it also is an actual, there is some truth to it where a lot of creatives kind of like what I was saying earlier, they don't value themselves. They don't charge enough. They don't have the confidence. They don't have the right mindset. Um, and a lot of creatives do too much work for free. Like there's just a lot of things that go into, um, creatives not being able to thrive in their business and life. And that's really the goal of Gangstar Creative Movement and brand and podcasts and why bring on people like yourself and other creatives to share like the behind the scenes of their business and their journey. Um, So what do you think that we as a collective, as a creative community, like how can we, what can we do to annihilate that status quo? 
like with my, thank God with my circle of influencer friends, we put in good words with each other. We should be able Mm. to share each other in our own Instagram, in our own, you know, like lift each other up. So say if brands don't, can't see our thing, I'm lucky enough to experience this where my big time girls like Leanne B, she's at 4.7 million followers. James Charles, like at 20 million. Like they saw me, they saw my, how the value in me to where they, Mm -hmm. they they shined light into me so I feel and even little small artists like because like you know small influencers are being followed now by huge influencers so that small influencer with like 10,000 followers can shout you out and like put light into your brand Mm -hmm. and that um and those that big that big the big boys will see that from since they're following that small influencer and it'll just come in full circle so I just feel like we should share and share each other's craft if um become a community and just you know lift each other up and just show light no matter how big or how small no that's great great advice um and i think that's definitely a big key to annihilating that status quo it's like there's enough money everywhere there's enough of us to like come together and we can all grow together and like if and those small brands let's not forget about those small little hoopsie brands don't Mm -hmm. don't sleep on them don't sleep on them Exactly. And when you, a brand doesn't work right for you, you can always refer, you know, the other creatives to that brand and then they can secure that bag. And it's just like all of us working together, sharing our resources. I would share like some brands will ask me, Hey, cause I'm in the East coast. They always ask me, Hey, we, do you recommend any videographers in the West coast since you're out there? And I would literally first, I will, I will share them my small influencers, people like my friends who are videographers and content creators who have no following, I will pitch them first. And, and then I will pitch the my more bigger friends who have like, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. the small ones first. And then, yeah. you know, just letting them filter out, like just letting more influencers into like, because like the the influencers with the big numbers they're like it's a community up there and it is hard to get up there you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it is tough Mm -hmm. to break into that circle so no that's awesome I mean I was there (laughs) like I've been in that circle like I'm still in that like they're my friends and it's not that great you know what I mean it's not it's not Mm -hmm. all what you think it is to where I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm just fine with my micro like it's sometimes it can get a little too intense up there like it's not mm-hmm. all glitz and glam. Let me just tell you that. I've been there and I've been everywhere. Like I've been there and been back. Like it's honestly not all it's hyped to be. Oh yeah, no, I totally believe that. Um, and I think that that's good that you're you're even sharing and shedding that light. And you know, wow. like you said, wanting to you know recommend like the the smaller peas in the pod before you recommend the bigger yeah. peas in the pod because I'm like the same way too. Like um, not only do I run the branding company with my husband, but I'm also an artist, painter, like muralist. So when I have people come to me that want certain paintings or murals that's like not in my style, then I will refer that person to another creative that I know and who, you know, probably looking for work and usually not the ones that are like super, super successful that where they're probably like saying no to a lot of deals, like trying to hook other creatives up with, you know, work too that need it. So I think that's really good that you shared that. So 
Do you have any last parting tips of advice to share for the Gangstar creative listener that wants to follow in your footsteps into the videography, photography, like content influencer world? Let's just say, do not, like in this content creative world, there is always something to learn. Don't, don't rest on like your, whatever you're used to or what, what you know, always like expand your knowledge and learn more new things because there's just so much you can do in this world that, you know, like I, I learned stop motion animation where I make, you know, like there's just so much you can do. So don't just stop, just keep going. So until like, if you don't have brand deals coming in, then just practice more of what you, what else you can learn, what else you can do, what other tricks, what other tips, gears, um, anything. Like there's just so much to learn. Just keep feeding your mind and exercising it and learn new things as much as you can. And like, don't stop. Mm, That's really good. Great parting advice, Camila. Thank you for sharing that. And do you have anything coming up next? Like what's next for you? What can the listeners look forward from seeing from you? So now that I have my studio, a brand new studio, the like, <laughs> I feel like it's just just watch the story, watch the feed. It's some great. I feel the energy, like the. And now I have help. Like I create some crazy stuff, but now I can go really crazy now that I have help and at my own pace. Like I'm gonna take it to the next level, and just some great, great content's gonna come. Mm, I know. I I'm just that. wondering what else I can create here. I just put a koi fountain outside my terrace. I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but it's going to look good for fashion or something. <laughs> but it's like, I'm just trying to make this like, what what can I do that I couldn't do before at my mm-hmm. last place? You know what I mean? So it's just like mm-hmm. never ending stuff. Mm, well, that's so, yeah, awesome. I, don't know. I, look I can't, to I can't tell you, but just like, I guess just watch. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, follow. Let's go. Yeah, so I'm going to be linking Camilla in the show notes and on the website and all that. So make sure you go follow her, check out our content, um, message her, comment, let her know you heard her on the Gangstar Creative Podcast. And I will always answer. If you comment anything regarding any questions with gears, editing, I will always mm. answer your comments. I love that because I hate when creatives don't do that. <laughs> I won't necessarily answer to DMs because I get too many of them and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know. But well, no, comment, I, I, always, I always tell them just comment it. I'm not just saying that to get my numbers up, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> I will see it. I'll see it within the community, you know? And so if yeah. I don't answer it, someone else might answer it for you. There you go. I love that. So, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely go follow that guys. Um, Camila, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story thank and so your business tactics yeah. and for, you know, being on my podcast as your first podcast. I'm super excited to have Papa Cherry there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more episodes and share it with a fellow Gangstar creative. I would also be forever grateful if you left a review, letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of. And as a thank you for leaving me a review, I'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a Gangstar brand PDF and five ways to boost your online sales PDFs. 
Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.